Okay, I'm getting comfy here. Got the Blue Jays on, got Monday Night Football on, got you guys on. Doesn't get any better than that. Hello, football fans. This is the CBFA Podcast with your regular Shouldice Park field announcers, Grant Pollock and Cole Fortner. I'm James Parks. Let's get to it. Hi, gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Oh, it's a thrill. P2. Yeah, I'm getting comfy here. Got the Blue Jays on, got Monday Night Football on, got you guys on. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Oh, 44 runs in 48 hours. Yeah, like another seven tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Against a, against a great team tonight. Okay. All right, podcast talk. <laughs> What we're yeah. here for. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, we haven't talked since um, just after week one. So uh, we got a lot of catching up to do. Topic for the week is uh, blowout week. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. were a few of those. I think I saw the best game in the Eagles and the Stampeders. Mavericks uh, Hilltoppers was the closest. Yeah, the Mavericks Hilltoppers. Um, game was interesting in that uh it featured a kickoff return touchdown for each team so yeah you uh grant why don't you tell us about uh what you saw at the uh stamps eagles game well it was an outstanding game um the eagles are a really strong team uh undefeated four and oh uh good running game uh really good starting quarterback in emerson uh, leipert pretty good backup who started the game Maroney, um, but I was uh, the one thing I want to mention about the Stampeders. I don't know if you guys know this, but as I was leaving Hellard Field and Choldice Park on Saturday, I ran into some of the coaches for the Stampeders, and they let me know about their quarterback Declan Life, who was named Player of the Game. What they told me after the game was that that morning, Declan's father was rushed to the hospital. Uh, with cancer he's been his dad's been dealing with cancer for some time now and they thought everything was going well but then all of a sudden on Saturday morning there was some uh, trouble with his dad and he was rushed to the hospital Declan was there but the young kid goes to Shouldice plays the game plays a heck of a game and was uh, rightly picked as the player of the game so to me that's what I'm going to remember from Saturday Declan Life of the Stampeders the quarterback they didn't win the game, but that kid, uh, even just the play, was was an outstanding uh, feat for him. Uh, really impressed with the Eagles. And I was talking to their coaching staff, um, coach, uh, head coach Tim, and he was telling me that, you know, for years and years, we're getting better. We've been getting really good at Adam, really good at Pee Wee. And it's coming to fruition right now with the Eagles at, uh, at the Bantam level. They've got strong running backs. I mean, what's this guy's name? Jack Jack Bjorge and then uh, Seth Polzer. Before Saturday's game, Seth Polzer, number 33 for the Eagles, went into the game with five rushing touchdowns. And I, I don't know, James, if you have the stats there, I don't have them, but I think he had at least two rushing touchdowns 
I, on Saturday. I do have the stats. Yeah, he, um, Seth Pelzer had, um, what is it, two runs of uh, one yard and 45 yards. For touchdowns. That's right. Those yeah. are just the touchdowns. I'm not sure what other they only yeah. record the touchdown scores. So so that gives him in uh in four games uh seven rushing touchdowns. And he has uh he has some uh, kickoff or returns for touchdowns too. So he what the stamp what the Stampeder coaches were telling me after the game, they're really impressed with him, not just his speed, but he would go slow and then just kick it in real fast that he had instant. So like Connor McDavid, you know, just kind of goes real fast. Um, so I was really impressed with that running game and uh, uh, the Eagles look really, really good. So both teams are good. Oh, the one thing I will say, the Stampeder coaches did say, we know what we have to do to beat them and we're going to get our defense in order to stop that running game. So uh, <laughs> if they should meet again, come playoff time, the Stamps say, we got to change our defense and we got to stop that running game. But they did uh, admit that those running backs are pretty darn good for the Eagles. There's a good chance the two will meet in the, uh, in the playoffs in the, uh, I would think so. Playoffs. Yeah, I would think so. So that was a, a, a very good game. You know, uh, Stan Peters, you know, with their uh, 40th season anniversary jerseys, the black on black, they look good. And, uh, but the Eagles were just a little bit better, a little bit better. But as I said at the outset, uh, quarterback Declan Life was, uh, for me, the story of the game, the story of the day. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you compete with that? How do you top that? Like that's just, yeah, the ability of a young kid to be able to go out and do that after a rough morning, yeah, like that. It's, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, if I see the kid again next Saturday, I'm just going to, I don't know what I could say, but I'm just, I'm just so impressed at, uh, you know, whatever he is, 14 years old to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I also think that the, you know, moving back on to the run game, the run game is so crucial in fandom football and it's showing, you know, showed really hard in the Bulldogs Colts game. It was Tayford scored three rushing touchdowns, two of which were over one was 80 yards one was 45 ish yards. I think, you know, from shorter it's it's 75, 54 and 22 yards, three touchdowns. That was close. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. That's whatever. It's impressive. I I mean, it's the only game I got in. It's hard not to remember the three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like the run, the run game is going to be, so crucial and it's going to be even more important to be able to stop it and i think that's what the bulldogs defense did really well against the colts was they stopped the run they took a bit in their first in, in their game i think it took to about the second quarter to actually really hard stop the run um which basically left the colts trying to go in the air and didn't have the ability to do it yeah and they just you know they tried and tried and tried and I think they only finally completed the pass in the fourth quarter. It was that wow. kind of, it was that kind of, yeah. that kind of game for the Colts. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's no surprise that the team with the strongest running game uh, do well. Mm-hmm. And if they can, if they can add a little bit of passing here and there, if the quarterback has the ability and they have the offensive line to give them time to do it, if they have that weapon, it just, you know, I think, uh, I think the Eagles might have that. 
a little a little bit of balance. But yeah, those two running games are are impressive. Speaking of running games, I was watching the Wildcat game. Well, I did the Wildcats. Uh, they beat the Chiefs. Chiefs remain winless, and the Wildcats go to two and two in the season. Um, pretty good running game, but they're they're quarterback at all kinds of time. And um, again, the coaches were telling me that they've got the offensive line just steady, strong offensive linemen. Not the biggest guys in the world, but still pretty good size. And I just want to mention their names. Their their last names: Vice, Playfair. Um, uh, sorry, Vice, Gillowich, Jackson, and Longo. I must have mentioned their names a million times, not just in offense for creating gaping holes, but for the defensive play. A lot of them play on the defensive line too. And they were in on tackles and rushes. So uh, the Wildcats, that's what impressed me. Uh, they won the game handily over the Chiefs, but uh, they've, got, they've got a defense and offensive line really, really strong. And uh, those guys were the, the backbone of that team, I thought. Yeah, the uh, uh, two of those players, uh, Alex Luongo and Ezekiel Luongo. Jackson, um, the two of them uh, play two ways for the Wildcats. So, yeah. Is it Luongo or just Longo? I think it's Longo. Longo, not Longo. Because I was going to say, uh, there, yeah. that, that, that's, a, that's a football family because um, – Oh. I, I believe I don't want to quote this, but I believe his older brother is actually playing for Scarlet Central. Okay. And I don't know if they're actually related, but there is a Ben Longo on that Scarlet Central football team. Yeah. Linebacker well, and quarterback of all positions to combine. Is that right? Yeah. That is, yeah. Usually it's like a DB and a quarterback or safety and a quarterback mm-hmm. or something, a receiver. Um, so those, those guys in the Wildcats stood out for me. I like seeing those good, solid linemen. You know, they just play a good, strong game. Sometimes there's really big guys, and just by their size, they can be effective. But uh, what, as I said earlier, what those four seem to have athleticism, bit of size and strength, and just just knew how to play good football. Very impressive. Very impressive for the Wildcats. I, I think that that's the other thing with the Bulldogs too. Is the Bulldogs have a very solid. Um, front three for on, on the defense they, they're they're getting back and just holding the the run very well like if you want to be successful you have to get past those three yeah actually it might be three four i don't know they might switch but it's they, they're that solid that is part of the reason why the colts weren't able to do anything yeah like i was thinking about it, during that game like we had a couple of people that could have been player of the game in that game on offense and defense yeah, they almost need one for each, don't they? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Well, yeah. and that's the other thing, too, is um, the Bulldogs, I think it was Bulldogs DN, Sidal Khan, ended up having the first defensive player of the game in week one anyway. Oh. So yeah. that's that's continued over, you know, into week two, three, and now four. That's good. Uh, the one player on the Chiefs, now the Chiefs, the Chestermere Chiefs, they have not won a game. Um, you know, they're in tough. They're learning um, when they're up against some some powerful teams. I guess they got a, a lot on their hands. But the player of that game was their safety, a young girl, uh, Kaylee Ems. And um, not just because she's a girl, don't get me going on that. But, you know, you can tell, as you know, Cole, when you mention the same names, especially on defense, in on tackles, 
that player is doing something right. Mm. And clearly, uh, this Kaylee Ames, she came down from her number 86 safety, came down from her safety position and just blasted in and stopped a lot of runs, either runs for uh, behind the line of scrimmage or for short gains. So um, I thought the, uh, the officials, the off-ice officials, whoever picked the players of the game, got it right there. She was excellent. So I just want to point her out that it's a strong, strong defensive game by the young lady and uh, for the Chiefs. Awesome. No, that's good. It's nice to it's nice to see a spread of of players of the game. You can't just have quarterback running back exactly all the time. I agree. I agree. I agree. And she deserved it too. It wasn't just trying to, I think, be nice and spread it around. I think they it was a legitimate uh, mm-hmm. strong player. Yeah. Kaylee Ams. Kaylee Ams. Yeah. Uh, while I, I wasn't involved in choosing the player of the game for that particular game, I I usually am involved in in most of the yeah. that I'm at. And um yeah, we we don't look at anything but but the the number of the player and and the kinds of plays that they're making. So um, if she was yeah. chosen, then she earned it. She earned it, yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, I mean, I think you're right. I think you know we can always players of the game. It's always so subjective. I mean, that's why it's always fun for fans of all all uh, and leagues of all types to uh, agree or disagree. But uh, I love when you get it right, and I, I'm also happy for the Chiefs to have her. Because she was a strong player on that uh, on that defense. The thing that I want to do is I want to backtrack to last week and just note that the Stampeders beat the Colts one nothing. What was it? One nothing. Yeah. Wow. Stamps beat the Colts one nothing. That's what our our nice CBFA website says. Oh. <laughs> it never lies. <laughs> well, as I'm the one who updates that. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it must be right. Um, so what, what, what were you going to say, Cole, about it? Were you, were you I was going to say, I don't know if anybody was there or not, because I would love to no, know I, what happened in that game. No, I wasn't. I recall I recall what happened to that game. Uh, in the one nothing game? In the one nothing oh. game. It was not yeah. actually played. So um, uh, that game was forfeit by the Colts because they didn't have enough players. Oh, right. that, was that was a holiday weekend. That's right. Labor Day weekend and a number of families yeah. took their kids away with them and uh, they, they ended up with not enough players that weekend, but they were able Are to. Are families allowed to take their kids away on football Saturday? Well, Is that allowed? It, Is that it's a, not in know. our rules. No, <laughs> <laughs> we got to make some changes there. So I guess, uh, Cole, it wasn't the defenses that came up. There. Apparently not. It was the parents. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I mean, yeah. Defenses, yeah. Defenses, parents. I don't know. Did make for an interesting game. Same thing, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing to note from week four is the uh, the Rebels-Raiders game had to get postponed. Yeah. Because the Raiders, because of the uh, Rebels again, is that what it is, James? That uh, not being able to it, it is, get enough players? It was due to an issue with the Rebels, but it wasn't uh, the oh. same issue. So that's why this game wasn't forfeit automatically. It has been postponed, and the league is uh, attempting to reschedule that game to be played later. Um, but it was a COVID outbreak that uh, oh. caused that, uh, that game to be oh. postponed. It wasn't oh, within the team, though, was it? Was it? Wasn't it within the school that a lot of the team was affiliated with? I th- 
I think so. I'm not entirely certain of all the uh, the details, so I, I don't want to say too much. But from from my understanding, um, a number of players were directly affected, and uh, and we had checked with um, their uh, their opponent from last week, and there weren't Lions. any issues. The Lions, right? There weren't any issues with the Lions, and they were able to go ahead and play this this week. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard that too, that it was uh, an outbreak at a school or, and so they were just being cautious that those kids had been exposed, but not necessarily have come down with COVID. So um, let's hope they get a game in. So they've, yeah. the Rebels haven't been able to play a couple of times now, haven't they? That's right. Two games. Um, That's too bad. That That's is unfortunate. Bad. Yeah. I did get to see them play uh, both in, in week two and week three. And um uh, they've got uh, a couple of talented players for sure, um, but they've got a, a long way to go. They, they seemed a, a bit um, disjointed, a little disorganized, unsure of, of where they should be and uh, which, which direction they should be running on a particular play. But um, uh, mm. they, uh, they were trying and they had heart, so um, you can't really fault yeah. them with the effort. Yeah, you like to see that. I mean... We all pull for the underdog. I like to see the great teams. Who doesn't? Like, you know, the, the good teams. Um, but it's nice to see those teams that can't necessarily compete with the great player, the good teams, but just show up and play hard. I mean, my hat's off to those kids and those that coaching staff that just keeps on plugging. And, uh, you know, I'm sure this week it's going to be a tough week for the Chiefs because they're up against the Eagles, aren't they, in that uh, 9 o'clock game on Saturday? That's yeah. right. Yeah, so uh, as I as I was saying at the beginning, the the Eagles look so good, so strong, and uh, you know, Chiefs are getting better, but uh, they've got they'll have their work cut out for them on Saturday. I mean, the other thing is too is if for the Eagles, you know, four and zero facing the zero and four Chiefs, you know, is it a trap game? Yeah, maybe, maybe it could be. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the Eagle coaches would like the Eagles coaches would like to see that team go undefeated, but uh, uh, maybe we won't see some of those players we mentioned earlier on so often. But yeah, it could be a trap game. They might guys might take it off. That might make it more interesting. I like to see that. More fun to watch. It definitely would be. Yeah. Spread on another blowout. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what else games do we have? We have Wildcats, Colts, two and two against one and three. Three and one Stan Peters taking on the two and two Bulldogs. That could be an interesting dog fight. Yeah. No pun so what's intended. The... <laughs> so so the first game I'm doing, I just mentioned, right? Chiefs and Eagles. And yeah. the eleven o'clock, the eleven o'clock game in Hillard is who again? Wildcats uh, and Colts. Oh, that's the Wildcats and Colts. Oh, so I will get to see the Colts. My sec my second time seeing the Wildcats. So uh, what's the Colts record? You guys have the stats there They're in front one of you? three. Oh, they're one and three. So we got two and two against one and three in that yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I get stamps, the three and one stamps against the two and two Bulldogs at one. Okay. And the 0 and three Rebels against the one and three Mavericks, which could again be an interesting game at three. Okay. Yeah. Field eight yeah. has Lions and Raiders, three and one against three and oh. And Tilltoppers against Cowboys, one and three against three and one. The Cowboys looked really, really strong in uh, in their afternoon game. 
uh, unfortunately, Cole wasn't able to stick around, and uh, the uh, the fans who who were there were subjected to me trying to uh, you? be an Your announcer for, for the first quarter. Anyways, until uh, until our our guy from uh, Field Eight, uh, one of the other announcers we've got going, um, uh, Daniel. Daniel, right? The state student came over to yep. to bail me out. So, oh, good, good. Were you happy about that, or you did you really want to go on? Come oh, on. Uh, I'll I'll Come do on. it again for sure. That was I had a lot <laughs> okay. of fun, but I, I wasn't really prepared, um, so yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it was kind of a last anything. minute emergency that came up. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm uh, Dan uh, Dan Peterson um, yep. told me to to put a playlist together, and if uh, we run into a similar situation down the road, uh, he'll tap me on the shoulder to to put me in, in, kid. Put me in, coach. Fill me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I just jump in when I go on vacation in a couple of weeks. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on vacation during football. I, I actually, I'm going. I think you and I both are away, aren't we? Uh, I'm, a, I'm away. I'm away for like three weeks. I miss week six and seven. Oh, I'm gone from the. I think it's the uh, 25th week, 25th, and the first two in August, oh, October. So yeah, you miss six, seven, and eight, and I miss six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> James, get well, ready. Uh, yeah, there there may be some uh, some uh, weak podcasts in between, but um, we'll get her done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I got, James. All right. I haven't uh, any 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 news from the league at all. Or I guess just uh, uh, nothing out of the nothing. ordinary. Um, the uh, like I said, the, the main issue right now is dealing with COVID. So uh, we mm-hmm. have put a new update on update of the, the COVID protocols. Uh, there's a link on the website uh, to go to those. And as we get new information, we'll share it there. Um, okay. uh, the website is working. That, uh, that was um, an issue we were having uh, the last podcast. Uh, it continued for a bit, but I've got everything sorted out and working again. So now I'm, I'm working on a, um, a pay portal so that uh, we can uh, accept gate donations through the website, either through PayPal or a credit card. And that way people can either pay for the whole family for the season or just mm-hmm. do it a game at a time, whatever they would like. But it'll be an option uh, with, with COVID. We wanted to reduce the touch points. So we pulled in all of those gate t- um, boxes and we're not taking donations at Shoulders Park anymore. So, oh, uh, I see. It's been something I've been trying to get going for a while, and uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a um, uh, a weekend warrior when it comes to running the website. So, uh, I'm always looking for uh, for somebody with more experience and expertise to reach out and and help if they want. They can always get a hold of me at. Uh, email cbfapr at gmail.com and and let me know they're interested and uh other than that i'll just keep muddling through and trying to take it as yeah. i can good stuff, good stuff. and also yes. that website to see the covid protocols is cbfa.ab.ca slash covid19 protocols awesome thanks cole because <laughs> that's important to know yeah it is yeah it sure is. Well, well, let's hope there are no problems and the protocols are met and we have no problems moving forward. Well, it's also helped that the Rebels can get back into action 
next week. Yeah. Yeah. We hope everybody is, uh, is healthy and safe and is able to get back to everything we're doing. The, the COVID numbers coming out on a daily basis are, uh, continuing to be scary and going in the wrong direction. So let's just hope everyone stays safe out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That it guys. That's it. Thanks Thanks very much. I'll see you at, uh, show dice in a few days. You betcha. Saturday morning. We live for football. Bright and early. (laughs) Hopefully some more, uh, even matchups this week. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe some upsets too. They're always good too. So yeah. Yeah. Good storylines. We like to see those. Awesome. Okay, guys. Good guys. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. You too. Bye now. Bye. Hi there. I'm James Parks. And just after we finished recording the podcast tonight, I received an email from Bill Monks, the president of the CBFA, who had an update about the COVID situation with uh, our league. Um, He writes that... uh, This past week, we postponed the Raiders-Rebels game as a precaution after two Rebels players tested positive for COVID-19. There's no reason to believe the players transmitted the virus in the team environment. The Rebels have since had all team members, players, and personnel tested, and there are no additional cases. Additionally, the Rebels' recent opponent, the Cochrane Lions, have no team players or personnel report ill. So there are some new COVID protocols that will be going into the going into effect and the website will be updated by the time you hear this podcast. I just uh, wanted to add that in as it was late breaking news. Thanks very much. Have a good night.